0: good morning Uh, I you know guys we're doing this ugly Christmas sweater series and uh, I didn't want to be outdone by Marshall or by Pastor Jeremy now I don't think I can really top Pastor Jeremy's sweater last week right that was pretty good did you see that the ginger snap one but I do have one here I am your father (laughs) that's what God says to you at Christmas time I am your father so I didn't wanna be totally outdone by those guys. And so I did pick this up and both of my sons and my daughter have offered me large amounts of money to buy the sweater from because they love Star Wars. I don't really even know that much about Star Wars because I always fall asleep during Star Wars. And then later on, they're like, Dad, you missed this part. Okay, thank you for filling me in on that, I appreciate it. Um, but we are in uh, our uh, third week of the series. So, yeah, if you could pop that up there. Uh, we, uh, the first week we talked about Rahab having the stained sweater, then Mary last week, this unexpected sweater. She has an unexpected assignment from God. What do you do when God gives you an unexpected assignment? And then today, Joseph, his life seems to be unraveling. And what do you do when, uh, what are the life lessons we learned from Joseph about when life seems to be unraveling, what to do? I'll talk about that this morning. Simeon will be next uh, Sunday morning. Simeon's waiting for this new sweater in the temple for quite some time and then on uh, the evening service of Christmas Eve Jesus uh, why did he come he came to uh, demonstrate and do the great exchange and uh, so we'll look into the book of Isaiah a a little bit about those exchanges and that classic passage that we read at Christmas time about Jesus Christ and what the prophets said about him so um, In our scripture meeting this morning, we talked a little bit about Joseph. We saw the snapshot of Joseph, and we see in Matthew 1, 18 through 25, it reveals to us that life seems to be unraveling for Joseph at that first Christmas. Things are not going his way. He's a young man. He's in love. He uh, is a man of faith, but he finds out that his betrothed is pregnant. She says she's pregnant to the Holy Spirit. Maybe he thought... Yeah, I've heard that one before, or I've never heard that one before. But how does he respond when his life begins to unravel? What does he do? Uh, Most of us have a well-devised plan for our life. We may have never written it out anywhere, but somewhere deep in the inner recesses of our mind, our heart, soul, we have this journal about our life. And we have this plan for our life, and we'll get married at a certain age, we'll have children, or some people said, I'm never getting married, I'm staying single all my life, I'm not doing that, I'm traveling the world, I'm gonna have this kind of job, I'm gonna go here or there, whatever. We kind of have these dreams inside of us. Now I think some of those dreams are planted there by God, but many of them are our own, right? And we have our well-devised plan for how to knit our Christmas sweater. And then God has another plan, For the sweater that he wants to knit. So I just want to say this. When life is unraveling, we usually don't see the good in it, right? Yeah, when things are going bad, we usually don't say, well, this is great. You know, the scriptures say, count it all joy. But we have a hard time doing that, don't we? We have a hard time counting all joy. So we usually don't see the good in it. But if we, we slow down and we take a closer look through the eyes of Joseph, we might see God at work in our unraveling Christmas sweater. So if you feel like life is a little bit out of control and a little bit unraveling this Christmas season, you came to the right service today. This message is for you from our friend from years gone by in God's word preserved for us about Joseph. So number one, when your sweater is unraveling, here's the first lesson. Resist the temptation to take matters into your own hands. When life's unraveling, when things are going bad, when things are going wrong, I am often tempted to what? I want to take matters into my own hands. I say things like this. Well, if you want to do it right, do it yourself, right? You want to get it done right? I, I, You know, obviously the Lord doesn't know what he's up to. Other people don't know what they're up to. I really just need to lock and load and take control, control and conquer, right? Uh, I'm a little bit more of a, a fight, uh, a person when it comes to, you know, things going bad. Some people don't think that about me because I'm kind of a laid-back affect. But inside, man, I'm fighting. I'm a fighter. And, uh, you know, I might be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside, right? <laughs> and as some of you are, are, are uh, you know, you're flight. Things happen and you, you run away. But you still want it your way. You know, you flight, you, you might run away from the circumstance, but you still want it your way. And some of you are freeze. You're like deer in the headlights. Life is unraveling. I don't know what to do. But this is not the way I planned it. Amen? So whether you are fight, flight, or freeze, resist that temptation to take matters into your own hands. It says uh, Joseph loved his wife because Joseph was her husband. He was faithful to the law. We'll talk about that in a minute, what that means. And yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind... To divorce her quietly he had a great plan he, he loved God he loved her but he took he was thinking about taking matters into his own hands he was devoted to his faith and to his fiance but he found out that she was pregnant and it caused a great conflict within and even though she shared with him that you know she had a message from God that this was God's child and all this kind of thing I'm sure he's like reeling He's like, he's just filing back through. Has anybody else in my family ever said before or had a child where somebody said it was God's child? Have I ever heard of that? Do I have any neighbors with that? This seems to be a a one, you know, really? I love Mary. I've always believed her. We have this great trust relationship. And now she's telling me this. I, I don't know what to do with this information. So I'm going to devise my own plans. I'm going to take it in my own hands. Now, he was a devout Jew. So this is what that means. Devout Jews practiced three spiritual practices. They did daily prayers. They did at least a weekly fast at times. And we talked about fasting in our, our series in Lifeline. So they were praying and fasting, and they gave alms to the poor. They not only gave their tithe, they gave above and beyond their tithe. They gave alms to support the poor in the community and so that those three rhythms practices kind of marked a devout person okay they were followers of the law who prayed fasted and gave alms to the poor so when it says this about um uh joseph here it also says it about simeon let's talk about that next week a little bit simeon was also a devout person these same practices so here's my question joseph is given these practices by god and when he's caught up does he lean on the practices of praying and fasting and giving to help him hear god's voice in this situation Uh, a number of years ago i went through a hard time i felt like life was unraveling about four or five years ago and so i'm praying to the lord i remember journaling to the lord that day and I, i i was mad at god I was kind of upset with him. And I'm journaling and I'm asking God all kinds of questions about this unraveling thing in my life, the thing that seems to be out of control for me. And I didn't have any control and I wanted to take control. And one of my ways of taking control was I'm just going to get mad at you, God. You know, I'm going to cross my arms. And so I'm journaling and I'm asking God questions. And I, said, and I had been studying these spiritual rhythms and patterns in my life. I'd been observing Sabbath rest and doing all these kind of things for about. Eight, ten years before that and, and, and had like a cadre of uh, men and women around me that were doing the same kind of thing. And so we were having a like community together doing that. And all of a sudden that was all gone. And I said to God, why have we been working on this stuff for eight to ten years and now I'm all alone? I feel exiled. And he said, that's exactly why we did it you're not alone when you engage in prayer and fasting and worship and journaling and bible reflection i'm with you you connect with me and you can hear my voice that's exactly the point it was training for this unraveling time joseph forgot about the training for the unraveling time for a little bit we'll see he catches up here in a minute but think about that. We studied just a month ago, prayer and fasting, worship and community. Those are lifelines that help us in times of goodness and also in times where we have that feeling of unraveling in our life. And so Joseph, he, you know, he's trying to get off the hook here and he begins to cook up a secondary plan to take uh, matters into his own hands. The message puts it this way. The message is a paraphrase. Of this Bible passage, said Joseph, chagrined but noble, determined to take care of things quietly, so Mary wouldn't be disgraced. And while he was trying to figure a way out, he had a dream. While he was trying to figure a way out, that is a great phrase. How many times have you and I gotten in a jam, and we try to figure the way out, and we don't pray? And we don't fast, and we don't worship, and we don't listen to God. And God says, I gave you those lifelines for just a time like this, this unraveling moment. So have you ever felt like you were in a jam like Joseph or like me? Things seem to be going along quite well, but then a large tear occurs in the fabric of our life. And before you know it, everything else seems to be unraveling at this rapid pace. And so like Joseph, we quickly begin to advise, devise this escape route before the whole house of card caves in on us. His initial response teaches us, under adverse pressure, well-intentioned, good-hearted people can make destructive choices when they take matters into their own hands. Wow. We think about that, you know? Good-hearted. God-loving, God-fearing, God-following people when they take matters into their own hands can make destructive choices. Amen? We can do that. So the first life lesson here from Joseph is don't do that. If Joe could come up here today and wear his ugly Christmas sweater that's unraveling, that was all then, you know, fixed up by Jesus, because every sweater, what? Gets touched by Jesus. Rahab's sweater gets touched by Jesus. Mary's sweater gets touched by Jesus. Joseph's sweater gets touched by Jesus. Simeon's sweater gets touched by Jesus. And Jesus then does the great exchange for us. We'll talk about that on Christmas Eve evening. So he would say to us, learn a life lesson from me. Don't default to taking matters into your own hands when things start to swirl. When things start to swirl. You know, when we have anxiety about life, we usually have it in a number of ways. It shows up in our body sometimes we have a racing heart sometimes we have stirring thoughts you know what wakes you up at night what stirs you what keeps you awake at night what do you find yourself recording and going back during the day that's probably an area where you feel an unraveling in your life when the motivation is i got to get out of this jam as soon as possible bad choices are just around the corner when you start thinking, i got to get out of this gym as soon as possible. Bad choices are just around the corner. When life is unraveling, we desperately need the input of the Almighty. Amen? Can we say that last sentence together? When life is unraveling, we desperately need the input of the Almighty. That's when we need Him. That's why He's been training us. That's why he's been helping us. That's why he's been lowering down lifelines from heaven. That's why he's been giving his son Jesus. That's why he gave us the most excellent Holy Spirit to help us get in touch with the Father through the Son and the power of the Holy Spirit and to walk with him in community together, even when and especially when we feel like life's unraveling. So here's a couple questions for you just to stew on, maybe take into your um, next step uh, class as you go in there. Uh, When your sweater's unraveling, Will you respond in faith or will you respond in fear? You can't respond in both. It's one or the other. So maybe that's one to discuss or think about. Another one is, uh, what might it look like for you to take matters out of your hands and place them into God's hands? What would that look like? Are you going to write out a prayer to do that? Are you going to stop and do that? Are you going to Uh, enlist a a brother or sister in the Lord to help you with that and confess that to them and I'm not going to take these matters in my own hands I want you to pray for me I'm giving this to God what are you going to do what will it look like for you to do that then I want to give us just a quiet moment here and you guys know I do this from time to time I want to do that P-R-A-Y pause reflect ask and yield just for a moment with a verse from Psalm 139 it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any anxious way in me. And lead me in the way that is everlasting. So I want us just to pause and just slowly read this off of the screen to yourself. let it soak in reflect on it on God's word do you hear now ask God any question that comes to your heart or your mind out in front of yourself like this as a sign of yielding to the Holy Spirit and let's just say this phrase Lord I want to exchange my anxious ways So that's the first lesson we learned from Joseph and his unraveling sweater. The second one is this. When your sweater sweater is unraveling, slow down and listen for God's voice. Slow down and listen for God's voice. It says, after he had considered his plan, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And so the Lord needs to come And talk to Joseph so fortunately for Joseph he seems to be so exhausted that he falls asleep you ever have that where you're kind of swirling and something things are going on you just can't get away from it maybe you had one or two sleepless nights and all of a sudden you are out like a light sometimes that's a gift sometimes that's the most holy thing that we can do is take a nap especially when we're swirling and we're trying to figure it out, and we're trying to take matters into our own hands. So he's, he's trying to do that, but he finds himself sleeping. And um, when he does this, he has this brokenheartedness. It's worn him out, and he finds himself at sleep. He's wrapped up in his unraveling Christmas sweater. He falls fast asleep, and God begins to speak to him, not just through the law, but in the sleeping hours of a dream God lines up the words of the law the times of prayer the times of fasting the times of giving with a dream and so God gives him this dream starts to speak to him you know I wonder I wonder why this why does God seem to speak to so many people in their dreams in scripture you see so many people in scripture where he's speaking to them in their dreams I wonder if it's this it's the only time that we slow down enough to hear his voice We're so busy, we're so distracted, we're so taking in all other kinds of voices and everything that maybe that's the only time that we slow down to hear his voice. I remember in the last couple years of my father's life, um, him uh, talking to me a number of times about dreams that he was having. And what was interesting about these dreams that he was having was he would have a dream, he would actually journal about the dream that he had. And uh, he had a lot of time. He had cancer, so he was in and out of the hospital and in and out of therapy for about the last three years of his life. And uh, my dad died when he was 63 years old. So about from 60 to 63, he just kind of went through this battle. But every once in a while, we'd get to have like a bowl of ice cream when he was feeling a little bit better or a piece of pie or go to some place. He loved to go to this place called the Honey Creek Inn in Reedsville, Pennsylvania, and have breakfast. A Cooper cheese omelet. If you ever have a Cooper cheese omelet, you're almost in heaven. Almost in heaven. So I remember sitting there one time having a Cooper cheese omelet with my dad. And he was talking to me about these dreams he having. And he was reading from his journal he was having. And what was interesting is every time he would have one of these dreams, it would lead him back to a passage of scripture. That he had studied earlier in life. So God was in that revealing to him in that dream he was seeding and needing to him taking him back to these lifelines that he helped them develop to help him get through this three-year period until he got to graduate to glory amen but when he slowed down enough he could hear god's voice in these dreams so joseph slows down and he hears god's voice here's the problem we're often scrambling so much to take care of the unraveling that we don't slow down to hear God's voice anybody else guilty of that I am I start scrambling so when we're scrambling we leave very little room for listening amen we're moving so fast we're trying to figure it out We're actually trying to do the right thing. Joseph was trying to do the right thing. Many times we're trying to do the right thing. But we don't have the input of the Almighty. God's message in his dream is to confirm what Mary had already said to him. And that God was with him in this. And that he didn't have to figure it all out. He just needed to give his unraveling life to God. And see what God would do with it. God tells him, don't be afraid, I'm working a miracle here. To hear the message, Joseph had to stop scrambling and to start listening. It's interesting that sometimes when God's un- or things are unraveling in our life, that we don't go to, wow, God must be working a miracle. God must be going to take my life and weave it into some grander thing that I didn't know about. That's not our default, is it? But we should know enough. After a while, oh, life's unraveling. Maybe God's got a bigger plan. Maybe God's going to work a miracle because there's no easy way out of this one. How many of you experienced that? There's no easy way out of this one, right? It's going to take a miracle by God. I love this uh, poem by Ted Loder. It goes like this. Oh, holy one, I hear and say so many words that your... Let, yet yours is the word that I need speak now and help me listen and if what I hear is silence let it quiet me let it disturb me let it touch my need let it break my pride let it shrink my certainties let it enlarge my wonder help me listen help me listen When faced with an overwhelming challenge, we can respond in faith and fear, but we can't respond in both of them. We need to learn how to stop and listen. I have many people, because I'm a pastor, who will tell me, they'll come to me about some choice in their life, and they want to tell somebody about it, so they usually confide in their pastor or some other friends, and that's a good practice, but they'll usually come and say, well, the Lord said this to me. Or I sense the Lord saying this to me, and I'll be like, and if so I'm listening, and and I'll usually say, "That's great! Like, what um, what spiritual practices were you engaging in when the Lord spoke to you about that? Was it scripture reading? Was it prayer? Was it fasting? Was it community? Who else is confirming the Lord's word to you? And some people will go. Uh, definitely i was journaling i was reading i was doing this i was taking communion together with my friend whatever and but many people will go no i just just the lord just told me that and i say, can you go back and push into the presence of the lord and confirm that because i don't see anywhere in god's word where there isn't a combination of the spirit leading It isn't confirmed by the written word and isn't confirmed by Jesus, the living word. And isn't confirmed by two or three in the community of faith. And I think before you make that choice and you say that's God's choice for you, you should confirm that. God gives some ways to hear his voice. It would be good for you to go back and do that before you just jump off and say, God's telling me to do this. Fear takes matters into its own hand. Faith puts matters back into God's hands. Number three, when your sweater is unraveling, realize that God is weaving your story into a grander epic. I talked about this a few weeks ago, um, and when we talked about Rahab, that God is building this bigger, grander epic story, which is the story of Jesus and his love is a story of redemption for all time, and that in joseph's unraveling he actually was we know from the scriptures his story was being woven into god's story listen to this god says to him or the angel says to him she will give birth to a son and you are to to give him the name jesus because he will save his people from their sins all this took place to fulfill what the lord had said to the prophet the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him emmanuel which means god's with us though Joseph has this limited vision, this narrow tunnel vision about his life, his plan, his way, how to handle the unraveling, but God has a much larger plan. And he wants to take Joseph's little story and weave it into God's grander tapestry so that the people of God and the people of this earth can be redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ it is the epic story and when we slow down and realize that our story isn't just about me amen it's about jesus it's about others coming to faith through Je- in jesus christ it's about god taking the things that are unraveling in our life and weaving them in and redeeming them and restoring them and we say that's a miracle God worked another miracle in my life. There's no other way to explain it. I didn't devise it. I didn't do it. It wasn't my great plan. It wasn't my calculations. It wasn't my finances. It wasn't my plan. It was God's plan. And he wove it in to this greater story. God was taking the tattered ends of Joseph's unraveling sweater and weaving them in to this grander story that he's been writing for thousands of years, for eons. Perhaps God was taking the tattered ends of Joseph's unraveling sweater, weaving them together into this greater plan, this master plan to redeem the world, God's epic story. Remember, we talked about this epic the other week, and uh, I want to give you this definition of an epic, an epic tale, okay? Because um, it'll help you understand what I'm talking about here. An epic tale is a literary work about a hero amazing adventures, or an otherwise intense or amazing story. Often an epic tale involves a hero on an adventurous quest to rescue another main character, to save the world in some manner, or defend his community against a rival or an enemy. Does not that explain who Jesus is? (laughs) He comes to rescue us. He comes to save the world. He comes to defeat Satan, death, and hell on our behalf. He is the hero of the grander epic. And the grander epic is what? It is a true story of all time. It is the story of all time. It is God's story. It's why Jesus came. And it's why Jesus is not dismayed when your sweater is unraveling. Because he says, I'll take your sweater, if you'll give it to me, and I'll weave it into the grander epic. I'll redeem what you feel is bad, wrong, wayward, whatever and i will heal it redeem it restore it reconcile it heal it i mean the cross is unbounded amen the cross of jesus christ and what he did is unbounded in what it can affect in our life and other life and if we just say have thine own way we yield to god here's my sweater here's my tattered sweater in the epic something hidden is in the ancient past something dangerous is now unfolding in an epith something waiting in the future for us to discover and there is a crucial role for us to play there's a crucial role for us to play like joseph at times our crucial role is here's my unraveling you put it back together lord perhaps god is unraveling your story this christmas season so he can knit it into his grander epic of all time. That's what Joseph learned. I mentioned to you a few weeks ago this book, um, Bless. If you guys would pull that up, that would be great. So I mentioned to you this book, Bless. And then also on uh, page, in page 49 in the book, it gives you, Uh, the the ability to do something called a hashtag okay and the hashtag is uh, maybe there isn't a slide for it but um, and the hashtag is you just make a hashtag right you know what a hashtag is you know it's like a tic-tac-toe board on your tic-tac-toe board you write your name in the middle on the outside of the tic-tac-toe board you write the name maybe of two or three people just get started who they might feel like their life's unraveling a bit this holiday season. They might need an invite to come out Christmas Eve. They might need an invite to come out to beat the Winter Blues series that we're going to do in January because, you know, they're a little feeling like things are unraveling and you know them and they need you to pray for them and invite them and to stick with them and to love them and let God work in them. Let God have his own way. So, in the blessed book, just kind of helps you begin to do five everyday ways to love your neighbor and change the world. So maybe you're sitting here this morning saying, my, my sweater's doing fine, but I do have some friends that are struggling. Or maybe you're saying, I've been struggling and I have friends that are struggling. I'm going to pray for them, reach out for them, I'm going to invite them, I'm going to include them. I'm going to say to them, God's at work. In your life even when it feels like it's unraveling in a couple minutes the host is going to tell you a little bit more about the blessed book we have an elective that's going to start on january the 7th i want your next step electives is going to be on this book so if you want to be part of that or if you're interested in that i will be at the welcome center today to kind of answer any questions about that uh tony uh brubaker is going to be our facilitator for that um But uh, I I know a little bit about the book and I can answer questions about it. So if you're interested in that, just come talk to me at the Welcome Center after the service and I'll help you out with that. Okay? I want to give us a closing prayer this morning. And then after the closing prayer, just review a couple questions with you and um, just a couple questions with you and one suggestion for you this week to help you walk with Jesus. Okay? So let's look at this closing prayer. It's just a short one. And let's read it out loud together starting with father father here is my unraveling sweater knit it back together as you will not for my comfort but for your redemptive purposes in this broken world amen amen and i have a, just a couple questions for you that I asked you during uh during the the uh, message here this morning when your sweaters unraveling we respond in faith or fear what might it look like for you not to take matters in your own hands place them to God's hands What will you do this week to slow down and listen for God's nudges in your life? And could it be that God is unraveling your story so he can knit it into his grander epic? And then one last thing I want to give you to do. I was listening to this song the last couple of weeks. It's called Unraveling by Corey Asbury. I wish I looked as good as Corey and I wish I could sing like him. Have you ever heard this guy sing? He just stirs your soul. I wish I could sing the Unraveling song for you, but I'm going to tell you, if Before you lay your head in your pillow tonight, if you just Google that song and listen to it, it'll bless you. It'll stir you. And I believe it'll help you lift up your unraveling sweater before God today. God bless you as you follow up on God's word to you today. Thanks for listening in. I appreciate it. take away and think about this week. I think a lot of our lives unravel in the month of December. It seems to be a busy time where things just seem to be coming at us from all angles. So